Welcome and thanks for listening. My name is Christian Buckley, and you're listening to the Collab Talk podcast. In this episode, I'm talking with Peter Schroeder, founder and CEO of Telzio, on the evolution of business communications and the roadmap for AI to change everything. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Collab Talk podcast, where we discuss the convergence of technology, business productivity, and collaboration culture. My guest today is Peter Schroeder, an entrepreneur, tech pioneer, and DJ, and we're going to get into that, and the founder (laughs) and CEO of Telzio. Welcome, Peter. Thank you so much for having me. That's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's it's (laughs) great. We're going to talk today about the evolution of business communications. And I know it's what uh, we're going to talk about what your company does Mm -hmm. and your, your perspective on that, how that's evolving and changing. And then we're going to talk about the roadmap to how AI is changing everything because how can we talk tech and not talk AI? (laughs) See, all the news is about AI. So maybe start with your, your background and, and what you're doing with Telzio. Ooh, okay. Um, where do we start? I, I've been been uh, my whole life had had this this uh, this parallel uh, these two parallel uh, uh, interests uh, and careers. I would almost say going uh, since I was a child. One is music, and the other one is technology, uh, internet uh, specifically, definitely. Um, so so pretty much since I was very very young, uh, I, I've always been interested in music because I mean. I, my dad was a drummer. My mom was a pianist, uh, mm. and and I grew up with that. And my dad was was out on gigs uh, every single weekend. And my mom, when she was sixteen, she was invited into um, uh, to play with the the local symphony orchestra. But my grandfather wouldn't allow her because she needed a real education. So she went uh, out and became an engineer. And so I've always had this uh, you know interest for both fields at the same time. And obviously, at some point, I started making electronic music because that's kind of the fusion between them. Mm-hmm. Um, as a young, you know, in my teenage years, I I, I built a website um, that uh, became pretty big and 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 was eventually sold uh, when I was eighteen. When I started interested in more pop music, so I've had these two things going my whole life, like kind of ping pong uh, uh, back and forth between them. And then, I think in 2011, 12-ish, um, I was at the height of of my music career and I burned out, um, uh, played 380 gigs in a year in, in 2012. Oh, wow. So yeah, yeah, I was like, you know, yeah, I needed a break. And, 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 and even without knowing that was kind of the end of my music career, I, I asked my, my manager to, to pull back on those gigs a little bit. And while I was, uh, focusing on trying to make new music and kind of get up to date again and kind of like taking a break from touring. I had the idea for a tell show um, really because I was building at the same time uh, uh, this this platform for promoting music between record labels and DJs and, and radio stations. So I was kind of like, I had a good idea. I think it's actually still a good idea. It's something that could probably be used, but then I needed a phone system for it and I couldn't find anything. So I'm like, okay, then I'll just code it myself. That's very typical me. And, you know, if <laughs> just do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And as I was doing that, I was like, this is fun to work with. There's something, you know, having the ability to make something physical happens has always fascinating me. So, you know, making a phone ring by writing a couple of lines of code and then at the same time, building some UI where it's easy for, for someone to manage. And I was really just in the build in the beginning, building it for myself, but ended up, you know, being more interested in that. And then, uh, uh, together with my now wife, uh, who had just met at that point, started dating and she's really good with business. So we were like, well, let's try and put it out there and, you know, like make a, uh, MVP and 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 throw throw that on on the internet and see if it sticks and uh, it did and now we've been doing it for ten years and the product has just grown and grown over the years and uh, yeah we have a pretty solid business now. You know you know I have to say um, for for years um, I, I didn't understand having worked in the telecom world worked for the phone company so I worked for Pacific Bell I was there when SBC bought us and then they bought AT and T and now they're AT and T. But um, how uh, um, 
how many middlemen were in those mm-hmm. transactions, how burdened the costs were, uh, you know, put onto the consumers around those things. I remember um, in the late nineties and early two thousands, I was traveling over a few times to Japan and back then they had, I don't remember which tool it was, but they had the, the chat tools that were out there. Of course, you remember AOL instant messenger and ICQ mm-hmm. and kind of everything else. And Microsoft had theirs and, uh, but I, I I think it was Yahoo Messenger was one of the first that introduced um, telephony, like the ability to call landlines. Yeah. Yeah. And I was on a crappy Wi-Fi in my hotel uh, calling my wife with crystal clear back to California and having conversations at zero cost. Right. And so it'd be end of my day there in Japan and, and early morning, her start of her day with the kids getting up. And it was just like, why, why can't we do this to fast forward to where friends that have been over from like good friends from South Africa. And, and of course I, when I, when I travel, I have unlimited minutes with my phone service. I pay a flat fee, whatever Mm -hmm. country I go to it's per day, pay like 10 bucks a day. And I can tap into my unlimited minutes, unlimited data, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of all those things with that plan. Um, They didn't have that opportunity so they would actually tether into mine i'd use mm-hmm. my hotspot on my phone and they'd be making phone calls and doing other stuff online through my phone i just thought you know there's something just fundamentally wrong with the approach with modern day communications yeah. where we're able to do all this yet that's not the norm that's not the standard right right you're spot on uh and and, and i think that was kind of also what fueled um the reason why we 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 built tells you and and you know um like i said it's 10 years ago um uh, i feel like if you go back another 10 years to to what you're talking about in, in in the early 2000s that's where we saw that big shift right where where um things went from from old landlines uh to all of a sudden being VoIP and 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 it started you know with the internet really uh, spreading and, and com- like becoming a real thing and we're getting the bandwidth and all that stuff. Um, businesses started using it, and eventually, you know, uh, Skype was probably the, the the big kicker when that came. Right, right? that was that was yeah. kind of like the, the, the changing point. Um, which in, in, is funny, you know, like I'm from Denmark, so uh, and 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 Janos, the guy that um, made Skype, uh, also a Danish guy, and uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that. I didn't start thinking about that until recently. It's like the the word Sky uh, in 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 Danish means a cloud. And this was literally like right before the cloud actually became a thing like cloud telephony. So it was really just like became a verb, right? Um, yeah. uh, that you Skype someone, so you cloud someone. Um, and and um, so 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 that whole change that happened, you know. Uh, and I feel like that's kind of even bigger now. What what happening? What happening with the uh, uh, the AI thing? You know, there's 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 just a massive change in not just AI actually in in, in consumer requirements and these kind of things. Uh, so we're kind of going through like we we haven't really seen that big uh, change for twenty years, but it's happening now, and uh, and it's going to be even wilder than what happened when we changed. How is that going to change communication? Do you think? I mean, what mm. what are you guys doing to prepare for that? Oh, I mean, we started preparing in twenty seventeen when we bought AIattendant.com because we knew where it was going to go. Uh, we have just been, I mean, we've been preparing, we've been uh, writing uh, all the stuff around what we knew we were going to build. Um, uh, a bunch of new tools that we're releasing right now, but but um, we've been waiting for the technology to be ready for this. Uh, what's what's happening right now, and it hasn't before. Like everyone who says, uh, and even right now, uh, all the providers out there that say that they do AI stuff, they don't. It's 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 um, I would call it it's pre-programmed uh, things in, in line with you know chatbots that were right chatbots before, right? Right. Well, that, that's what I look at. You know. Uh, the, Exactly that is that most of the chatbots are, you know, exactly it's accessing database where you've gone, somebody has gone in there and taken the time to, and maybe at some level it's, it's automated in some of the responses, but it's largely just pulling from, you know, the, the, the support database. So look, I, yeah. I worked with the company again, 20 plus years ago that went and put a chat tool in place as part of its support system it was very cutting edge at the time. But I remember having the conversations about expanding the database, expanding the responses and basically putting together like the calling trees of of those responses, you know, building the logic for the responses. So there was no AI. It was just a programmed chatbot. 
I mean, it's not different than 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 a uh, call center employee that sits there with this tree and goes through and and asks you one annoying question after the other because that's how they get to the answer somewhere down in 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 the bottom of of their sheet, right? It's it's not different at all. I, I called uh, Apple. Uh, like two weeks ago, I think. And I actually recorded the call because I got so frustrated at the end, I couldn't even speak to, it was just, this was Apple's business line. I, I was calling to, to buy some laptops in the Philippines. Uh, and I just had to give up at some point because they don't even have that. You know, they have Siri, which is pretty good. Yeah. But 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 calling them, they didn't even have a, a proper thing. It was literally like misunderstanding me and, and, and sending me to something with iCloud instead of, you know, I just said like I wanted to buy some laptops or computers. Uh, so really frustrating. And, and that's what people have been calling AI uh, up until now and still are. But, you know, uh, what we're building now is different. It, this, is, this is really... I try to not use the word AI anymore. I try to use, you know, ChatGPT because people kind of start to understand what that is compared to AI, right? Like mm -hmm. AI is such a, a term that has been been completely watered down where ChatGPT, people actually understand what that is and that's different and how that's different. So how is that different? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if we go, <laughs> if we get into podcast, to the technophone, the oh, I love it. This, the, you know, like, <laughs> stretch it out. What, what, what are you talking about? Expand. Use your words, no. Peter. <laughs> well, uh, this is English. is It's not my, my first language. So, hey. <laughs> uh, no. So, um, well, so, so I think I think most of us have played around with it, and 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 instead of of uh, having pre-programmed responses to uh, whatever uh, someone could anticipate someone asking, this is actually able to understand you similarly to to how a human does. And and, and a good example is really uh, we built uh, an, an an attendant. We call it AI attendant because you know we registered that name and all that. But and if, it's pretty fitting because it's someone who can answer your phone and help um, someone with whatever they're calling about regarding your business, obviously, but um, whatever they're calling about uh, in any kind of way that they formulated, they, this bot uh, can answer uh, that, those questions better than an employee that's been with you for 20 years and knows everything about your business. Uh, yeah. And then imagine that that bot can answer as many calls simultaneously as you need in any language at 24 seven uh, a day, right? Mm -hmm. And it actually does it better than any of your your first line supporters uh, or sales reps. Uh, this is a game changer, and that's really what we have. What we had to do with that is it's so fast. Um, when we uh, when you when, when you talk into it and we transcribe uh, to text what you say, we do that word by word, and then we go back and change you know to get the meaning right. But as we we are doing that word by word, when you're saying the words, we feed them into this AI engine and it starts to pick up on what you're about to say before you're done saying it. Uh, it can actually, uh, word by word, you know, start to make, a, a, like get a, an idea of what you're talking about, just like what humans do. Like they, you, you, when you talk to me, I, I know sort of what you're about to say before you say the last couple of words. Some people are annoying and they start calling you off because they think you're about to say something. Uh, and then it's, that's really annoying if they've already made a presumption that, that you're saying, saying something and you're actually trying to say something else. And, 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 and our AI kind of does the same. So uh, because we can uh, generate uh, from text to speech, so the other way around, uh, generate the answer in less than 80 milliseconds, less than 10th of a second, um, we actually have to put in artificial pauses because we can start playing back the answer before you're even done saying it. It's yeah. kind of annoying. <laughs> so, so this bot is, is, I mean, that's just an example of how good it is now. And it's only getting better week by week right now. It's, it's like, there's so many, so many things happening and, and, you know, uh, pair all that with, uh, feeding it and training it, uh, with all your customer data from, you know, the years of your business, uh, running to all your old conversations that you've had transcripts of your, uh, calls or, chats that you've had on your email or, or email tickets, it will pick up on the kind of language your business uses. Uh, yeah. So it sounds like you, uh, all these things. Uh, and that can just be trained in a matter of you know, less than an hour. Right. So uh, it's a yeah. game changer. There's a, uh, there's a great cartoon uh, that it came across it was just two panels. And the first panel has somebody standing behind somebody sitting at a computer uh, at a desk and says, look at this great. I could take this three bullets of information and turn it into this wonderful narrative that I can email to this person. And then the next panel, somebody standing behind somebody reading the computer says, isn't this great. I could take this whole paragraph of information and summarize it into three bullets. 
<laughs> yep. and it's like, are, are we, are we getting, I mean, what, what's happening? Are we breaking our communication though? Are we going to get to the point where I could just say, eh, I need this message to be sent to Peter and it would make the phone call. It would automate my voice. Yeah. It would artificially do that. And then, so you get a call from the Christian bot Mm-hmm. and would t- give you the information. I mean, are we are we getting are we further disconnecting from each other? Um no. Through this technology. I, I don't I don't think we're disconnecting from each other. I think it's making uh uh things easier, uh trivial things easier. It's going to going to actually free up time for for everyone to hopefully spend time on on more important things. But that's just what has always happened, you know, like throughout the <laughs> the same thing as 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 when the internet came around, are we disconnecting from each other? Are we just, you know, uh, writing to each other over the internet? I don't think uh, anyone can say that. I think it's, it's the, ex- the the opposite has happened. You know, we, we're we're closer. I mean, I live here in Los Angeles and my family is back in Denmark. And I, I talk to them every day. My, my kids uh, talk on uh, with their grandparents on, on uh, FaceTime every single morning. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so we're closer because of that. And I think uh, even though it, it can be hard to to kind of see now because it's so early in in, in this shift, I think that's the same thing is going to happen with with uh, with these new technologies that are coming out. I mean, I look, I I tend to agree with you that that it's a it's hard now to go and when you look at just the and you have um, uh, uh, you know news people out there that, that that focus on what they see as the negative aspects of that, and there will certainly mm-hmm. be jobs that will be yeah. made redundant and will go right go away but what you can't see are all the new opportunities the the innovation that will come out of that i, I see this as a net gain on on jobs yeah. uh, opportunities it'll just change it'll be different yeah i mean it's like it's like when the saddle maker said well there's always going to be a need for saddles and then someone made the car i mean it's it's right. the same thing that's happening and and it's not like uh, all those saddle makers, well, the ones that kept insisting that they were all always going to make saddles, they were the ones that were out of jobs. The ones that were able to uh, transform and, and adapt, those were the ones that made a lot of money, right? There's always uh, opportunity when these things happen. That's right. I mean, you know, doing upholstery, that is an art that uh, <laughs> I wish I had some of those skills to be able to do those kinds of repairs, but yeah. Yeah. You it, know, you know, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was just like, because I was, I was thinking about this whole, whole uh, thing about the shift that you're saying, you know, that AI, but, but I, I feel like there's another major shift that's happening at the same time that, that, that people are maybe not uh, as uh, aware of or, or focused on. This is like the, the whole uh, uh, trend in terms of or, or requirement from the consumers that they want to be able to talk to people wherever they feel like they are, right? So uh, we've, we've kind of seen it over the past, 15 years where, where, you know, uh, first started with, with, with takeout uh, food where, you know, you needed it to be able to be delivered to your home instead of, you know, all the good places, all the restaurants that you're like going to, you, you want to be able to have to get that delivered whenever you want it. And then it happened with, with the groceries and all these things, but you're kind of seeing the same thing with, with communications, uh, where instead of you as a business dictating that, uh, you know, who, uh, you, you can be reached on email and this phone number, uh, uh, and that's it. Uh, you have to be available wherever your uh, customers are at any given time. So, uh, for for example, for me personally, I mean, I I use Instagram with my friends and family uh, as my primary kind of way to communicate. And and uh, and internally in our company, we use Slack. Uh, and then there's email and like. But everyone has their own preference, uh, and you need to be where your customers are. Uh, and that can be difficult for a business. Like there are so many different ways now. And on the top of that. You know, uh, uh, you have to actually make sure people monitor it. You have to 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 get proper responses, and you have to be there right away so that people actually get. I mean, I have a good example for myself. I was buying a new car, and I had already settled on one. I was at the dealership. I test driven it, and all that. I was I was done. Uh, this was a done deal. I just uh, went home just to think about it overnight, and then uh, I emailed me when I got home. I, I emailed the um, uh, the dealer uh, who had shown us. Uh, he gave me his business card when we left. I sent him an email and said, "Hey." Um, I, I really like that car, uh, but can you give me the price? What it would cost to upgrade it to the to the one with the bigger engine, just to to kind of compare, right? And I didn't get a response. There was like radio silence. So a couple of days later, I went down to a different dealership and test drove another car from a different brand, uh, but very very similar car. You know, like some cars are like they they're pretty much the same car, right? Right. Uh, 
a test drill of the other one and I, it, it was available the same day. So I was just like, okay, I'll just get that. Two weeks later, I got an email back from that dealer uh, at the other dealership. And he said like, oh yeah, I missed your email. Um, do you still need that info? No, I already bought a different car, right? That's just because he didn't, he, he, he didn't check his email or he, he, he missed it. It was, didn't really, no, so you need that because he wasn't available in, in the way I wanted, I could have called him. It, his phone number was on the business card. It, was, it wasn't difficult for me, but I preferred emailing him. Uh, and because he wasn't answering where I wanted to be uh, contacting him, that's, uh, that cost him a sale of, 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 of car, right? I, I had a conversation years ago. It was actually uh, in uh, a, a pub in Helsinki after uh, presenting to a user group there. And you had a great in-depth conversation talking about with a younger guy that was talking about kind of the future and AI and automation and how, um, and how he, he felt that, uh, you know, that humanity would then live in the lap of luxury. And, and I pushed back, <laughs> I said, you don't understand human nature, like <laughs> why, reasons why that won't happen. But one of the arguments around that was, um, was also around, uh, you know, the volume of content of information that's being created that's out there. And one of his arguments was that there's, there's too much and we need less information. I was like, whoa, 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 no. What we need are better filters. Yeah. And almost think of like what you just described. Yeah. You have all these, because I've had the same problem. Every client that I work with, each of my adult children have the tools that they prefer yeah. and my in-laws, the what they prefer to go and use. We've kind of settled on a platform for kind of the family chats and the other yep. things that we do. And because we live across multiple states. And so mm -hmm. we do the same thing where we're, you know, my, my daughter and grandkids that are in Minnesota, we talk almost every day, my wife and I, um, but they all have different tools and different platforms. There seems to be a huge opportunity, much like back in the late nineties with all the instant messaging clients, what, yep. what arose was technology where, where companies started to tap into the APIs of the various tools and offer a, what was it? Uh, um, Trilio, Trillium. Oh, Trillium yeah, yeah, yeah. was the first one that mm -hmm. consolidated the various yes. chat engines that, that were out there. And you almost, you have like those kinds of, and I'm not saying that that, like that's just one example of, uh, of an opportunity to go and kind of bridge those different gaps. Yeah. And I mean, that one other, not trying to answer everything, but um, then you have the ability for AI to, Yes. notify of those responses and that's more of the direction where the world is going so that no matter what to like let's go and sign up for every one of these services so you use the tools you like i use the tools i like but we're able to almost like uh, uh creates this this kind of i don't know what you what, what you would call it this unified well, yeah so 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 it, it's been been described as as uh um omni-channel but i feel like that's wrong uh because the, the the issue with all this is that like you said let's go shop, let's go sign up for all these channels uh that's hard for a business to manage mm -hmm. uh so what we've been focused on building is I, I call it channel agnostic uh because you as a business or at least your employees shouldn't worry about where people are texting you like whether they dm you on instagram or they tweet you or they write on your facebook uh wall or they send you an email that doesn't matter to you. You what matters to you is that you get the message and that you can reply to it, and and it comes back to wherever that person uh, does his his work. So um, so that's that's something that we've been focused on on solving and that we're we're, we're releasing now is 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 that uh, kind of bridging that gap. But you also said AI, and I feel like that's spot on because, you know, going back to my example with the car, that was a very very simple question. I mean, it was like what what does it cost if I upgrade to the bigger car? Or, or the bigger engine, right? Uh, the model bigger. That was the only thing. If you could have answered that, I would have bought the car, um, yeah. right? And that's a very easy question for an AI bot to answer. Like they have the same information that that employee does, so mm -hmm. or has has the same thing available. Um, so imagine that you have a tool that is available on all these channels, and you know, in all the languages, twenty four seven. And then has all that information available as well. That's a game changer. That's that's what's happening. So we have these two major things that are happening at the same time. That's why I'm saying we're seeing this major shift happening right now that happened, I feel like, 20 years ago uh, 
uh, when VoIP came around. Well, and, and and just to add on to that, so 20 plus years ago, 20 something years ago, I was working in the supply chain world. So it's really solving the same problem, which is B2B communication. So on the back end, to get my supply chain to work with your supply chain and, yeah. and pass along the, this information. And there, there were standards written, there's different governing bodies that were out there, standards bodies to help with business communication and, and basically becoming kind of a, you know, a, a clearing house. And this was you know, to, to be able to take inputs from one ERP platform to deliver to another ERP platform and translate all those things. And now we have that ability with, with all of our consumer grade, you know, services, all the solutions that we consume that you could Again, never miss a call, never miss a, no matter what language it's coming. That's another thing you brought up. I mean, that's a, that's something that I'm waiting for, like the Star Trek universal communicator tap the the badge. You know, the bat babel fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. That our, our phones almost operate that. I've shared mm -hmm. how I was on a flight. Uh, I was stopping in Seattle and there were two women who were over vacationing from China and was sitting in my row. And, and as we were sitting there, I was telling them they were flying into Salt Lake, then at, at, it's getting off at Seattle. We were all getting off at Seattle, but I was having a conversation with them, was speaking into my phone when we had Wi-Fi, translating it and having a whole conversation because they yeah. spoke almost no English and yeah. telling them where they can go and what they should go and see within the Seattle area. That's cool. um, yeah, we're, we're getting to that point where that yeah. just becomes the standard. That's the new baseline. Yeah, yeah, no, it's spot on. Uh, I mean, you, you already kind of have it with uh, with the iPhones for a while. They've had you know the ability to to translate a sign just by holding up the camera in front of something, and you get it translated, right? Uh, I I use Vivino a lot on my uh, I like wine, you know, and and, and I, I like to to buy it online, and but I I, but I don't know a lot about wine. I kind of you know I like it, and I like good wine, but I I'm not, I'm not by anything by any means an, an expert in it. But you know, all of a sudden you have this app so that when you're at a restaurant, you you know you can take a picture of the wine list and will tell you which one is the best for the price. Uh, yeah. You know, just by by text to, uh, or at least it 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 it's, uh, reads the, the the image. Same thing, right? You have all these different tools all of a sudden that that make life easier. Um, I think it's I think it's interesting. But I think I think what um, what people are forgetting about the the whole omni-channel, uh, and this is why I call it channel agnostic. Uh, because I don't want it to be uh, uh, kind of confused with 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 the omni-channel concept that people have been talking about the five past five years is that there's a big issue is knowing that someone is the same person whether they DM you on Instagram one day and then the next day they call in and then two days later they write a review uh, or they send you an email or whatever they do how do you know that that's the same person because well. I mean, you 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 do if you have a CRM where you plug it in manually, uh, all the different profiles and all that stuff. But that's something that we've been really focused on solving for the past few years. And I feel like we've kind of landed on something that might actually work and that we will try out. But um, uh, it's, it's it's definitely kind of a, a, a problem to solve. And that's kind of like the the last big frontier, well, if you will, for me. Uh, hey, that's that's one th reason why I am very uh, supportive of like the blockchain initiatives. Out yes, there because of solving that exact problem. Yeah, uh, it, are you who you claim to be across yeah. those things? And, and some, that's exactly yeah. And and, and part of it, I mean, I would think uh, not to go sideways. They would uh, mm -hmm. part of it, I, I think, is there on the responsibility of like me, of the individual, yes. to make sure that. I have, uh, you know, I'm using the tools that I'm, uh, uh, you know, in a, in a unified way that I've identified myself, uh, you know, in each of those tools that I use. So even though I've not, you've not gone and consolidated within your CRM, all the various tools that Christian Buckley uses, you would know because of the trust between each of those applications and that the verification that each of them do, that it would be able to kind of follow that. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's exactly what we built. <laughs> I, li I like that you're you're thinking the same way because it kind of validates that that what we're what we've been been focusing a lot on is 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 somewhat in the right direction. So so it's a lot similar to the technology you see in in NFTs. Um, what we've done is we we've, we've created this token uh, that is essentially your identity where you uh, update your data and then uh, you can allow all the services that you use 
to see certain parts of the data. So you can say, well, I, I want Amazon to see my home address because I want them to deliver stuff to me and also my email address. And then I want uh, these and these companies to see my phone number only and all my friends can see everything, including my picture. Um, and what you get from that is uh, a, a public key. Uh, now it gets a little technical, but you have a public key uh, uh, for each of those uh, items, um, these these different uh, types of, of uh, information that you, you share. Um, and by using that public key, uh, let's say you call a company one day and then you email them the, the next day and you give them two different public keys because they belong to the same, uh, or two different kinds of information, but it's for you, they can't see anything else than those two pieces of information. But by using those two public keys, they can see that it's the same individual. It's the same person. They, they originate from the same place. And in that way, uh, you know, they will know how to respond to you because they will see that you have contacted them in, 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 in the past. Um, and on top of that, you as a consumer, by using this this technology, get the benefit of only having to update uh, your information once uh, when when you change. I mean, we're about to change to a different uh, office here in a couple of weeks, uh, moving in in the same building. Luckily, this time, um, but you know, to a different floor. So we're changing address, and it's just a pain. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. So imagine that you can just change it once and then all the different services, vendors, uh, friends and families, customers even that you work with will uh, have that information available. You know, you don't have to tell them because they just pull it every time they need it from that uh, from that token. That That's really what we've been, been trying to solve and, and, and build and hopefully release soon. Yeah. Well, I think it goes back to that fundamental issue is that the number one, you, you talk to any company that's out there and the number one concern around there is around security. So there's some flavor of security. <laughs> so, and that's where I was saying that, you know, there needs to be some responsibility on the individual, on the consumer uh, out there. Uh, if you're going to have any of your information out there that you've got to do it in a responsible way, it has to be done in a secure way. It's why I, like I pay for a service to, constantly to identify if there's information about me out on the dark web and to go yeah. and take it down to reclaim things to clean up and yeah. you constantly have to fight that battle yeah. um i i'm you know pissed off right now that i'm constantly getting the text from the various uh political groups oh like, yeah how the heck are they getting my phone number or i'm fighting to I mean, the worst off. part about that, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but the yeah. worst, because I'm getting fired up now too. The worst part about that is that that's legal. Uh, they're allowed to send you those texts and those phone calls. Uh, business, private businesses are not allowed, and that's great. You know, the, you have the whole uh, do not call me list, but that doesn't apply to political campaigns. Right. Oh, Which yeah, is sorry. just, <laughs> hey, none of that's legal in Europe, is it? No, it's not. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, we need to enact something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I usually text back choice words before blocking, but it's useless to block yeah. because they're just spoofing at some other generic number and you're, you remain on the list, but yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So that, that would be something else. It would be, uh, yeah, it would be another potential future service is that the system understands, um, you know, uh, like, well, now it's like, I don't, answer my phone if it's an unknown if i have no idea if they're not in my database if it's somebody who's serious that's trying to reach me they either leave a message or they try to contact me via other methods i do not hand out my phone number to everybody and so i know it, it you know if you know because it, i i go to a conference and i hand out two dozen business cards but i get their cards their names and they're in my database so they show up i know who they are on the phone and so generally the only people that are calling me where it's unknown are people I do not want to talk to. <laughs> but you know what? That That's uh, luckily changing a little bit. We, we, we're moving towards something good because the telecom industry has finally implemented something they've been talking about for years called Stir Shaken, where uh, it's similar to how the internet works with uh, SSL certificates where you can uh, uh, you know, verify whoever is calling you is actually the person that you're calling. And, and we do that by... Uh, the carrier who sends out the calls, who actually owns or holds the phone number that you're calling from, hmm. uh, will sign every single call uh, that you make uh, with a certificate that travels all the way to the recipient. And they can then see, well, is that certificate valid? Yes or no. If it's not, then okay, then it's the spoofed number. Um, and it will get an attestation 
uh, ranging from A to Z, uh, where A is being, well, this is a legit call. B is, okay, it, it's spoofed, but it's coming from a trustworthy provider. So it could just be a forwarded call or it could, you know. It could be an auto caller, yeah. but for a legitimate thing. Exactly. You know. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're getting to that, and 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 that has finally been actually last summer it was uh, mandated that it's it should be in in full effect. It's not completely rolled out yet, but we're getting there, and and it's getting a lot better. And we just saw last week uh, one of the big uh, uh, companies here in California, in Los Angeles, actually that that DFCC uh, uh, sued uh, over play. They they essentially the ones that are responsible for those. Uh, uh, your your car insurance uh, lacking, or what do they call? We have an important message about your car insurance right. uh, phone yeah. calls. That every, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, I guess they finally found that company, and it's uh, they they uh, uh, are being sued by 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 DFCC right now. Uh, so things are happening. That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, I I think that they're uh, yeah that that's a that's just a bane of my existence. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, a four or five a week at least, yeah. you know, if not more. So. Well, so with all this that, that's going on, I'm I'm always like um to to talk about like the impacts to like the team, to the 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 personnel and organization. Um I mean how how big is your company? How many employees do you have roughly? Uh fifteen to twenty-ish. We're trying to well, so so we we're different. Uh <laughs> well, yeah, and, yeah. and you were you were kind of built for the cloud and yeah. Exactly. No, I mean, I mean, we we we've always been focused on on trying to keep our our headcount low, and 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 that's really just more of 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 a preference. I'm not saying we're doing the right thing and and everyone else is wrong. I just don't like managing people. I, there's nothing <laughs> worse than well, there, so I yeah. But so, well, my point was just that, so I'm I'm assuming you guys are 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 at least hybrid, um, yeah. people that are spread out uh, around the world. Um, so how does how do all these changes affect how you do business or does it at all um i don't think it necessarily changes us in 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 a significant way because we have kind of already been from the beginning uh, adapting and we've been wanting to to do this uh, in, in a certain way i mean we have we have like you say uh, i think we have 3 4 people here at our los angeles headquarters uh, now we actually that's why we're moving to a different office because we have way too much space uh, now people have been we have a couple that have moved home to Chicago and we have Atlanta, uh, Florida. We have uh, in Europe, we have a couple in Copenhagen, uh, UK, Serbia, uh, Slovakia and Poland and Latvia. And then we have a few salespeople in the Philippines, hmm. uh, you know, so um, we're, we're definitely uh, very much online. I mean, you know, we, we do everything in Slack. Uh, uh, pretty much our entire company is run from there. Uh, so, so I don't think it's necessarily changing a lot for how we work, but I think a lot of other businesses are going to adapt to that model for sure. Um, and 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 what the AI uh, part really uh, brings to us is is the ability to sustain this with, you know, focusing our power on 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 our uh, or our time really energy is uh, focused on 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 scaling our internal teams in terms of, of how do we build a good product and how do we manage, uh, you know, to get uh, really good service to our customers uh, rather than trying to spend time on, on, on training uh, first uh, tier supporters and, and sales reps who, you know, really just uh, need to uh, kind of learn how the product works and, and then respond to certain things. Uh, now all of a sudden we can, we can, you know, focus less on that and focus on building some real value for our cu customers and then hand over the the tedious parts to the computer. And I mean, it's I feel like it's always been like that, right? Yeah. Since the eighties, uh, that's that's what the computer does. Well, essentially, yeah. I mean, back back then it was just uh, you know, uh, you still had to go through the call tree, so you still have to mm -hmm. go through the logic. It was a lot slower, but then you're just getting to what was already like documented the solution, the answer to the question. So now you can get it much more quickly, jump to that that thing or route through, or the, the system is intelligent enough to understand, I get the flow of where this is going and hey, yeah. here's the outage report. This is what you're experiencing, which is the majority. Don't need to go through the whole tree based on the initial responses. You're experiencing the same outage that everybody else was and here's the the answer for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, this this again goes back to um, 
you know, the concerns uh, that some people have of, hey, jobs are going to go away. I, I was thinking about how when the shift from on-prem to the cloud was happening a decade ago and all the people were worried that jobs were going to go away. Um, I mean, look, I did speeches at uh, presentations at conferences on that topic and was <laughs> saying, no, jobs are not going away. You know, if anything, there's going to be even more opportunity and people yes. that have that knowledge of on-prem are going to do very well. And I was proven true, yeah. uh, uh, you know, proven correct on that. Um, and I, and I see the same thing happening with, with AI. I think that the opportunities to focus on, you know, quality value add services are greater than those roles that are going to go away that should go away uh, yeah. because of their repetition and not a lot of value add to the, to yeah. the customer. Just give me a robot reading through the, the, the call tree. Yeah. Exactly. You know what, it's, it's, it's interesting because uh, I feel like when things shifted from personal customer support, when you call someone and you get, you know, someone in, in the other end and and, uh, and it changed to the phone menus where you press one for that. And then eventually it went over to uh, to the speech, speech recognition of basically doing the same thing. Uh, it's been just worse and worse and worse. You've, you've gotten this like, well, okay, now you have to do the, the, the part yourself where you select the menu. And then you got it where, well, you still have to to do things yourself, um, but now it just doesn't understand what I'm saying and I get frustrated. So you got these like like the declines in service. And now all of a sudden you get this AI that really just gets it uh, and it's just amazing. So we get this huge uh, leap. The same thing that happened in, 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 in retail where you went from having a great service, there was a, a person that's scanning your, your groceries and, and someone backing it and off with you and everything was great. And now you have to scan it and back it yourself all of a sudden. It's kind of annoying because you, where's the barcode on this thing? Uh, and, and it's just like, that's just annoying. Uh, not not any increase uh, in, in, in sales, but it saved some money for the for the grocery store, obviously. Um, and you but, don't have to talk to people. Also that too, but <laughs> but, yeah. but but now then 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 all of a sudden uh, came these places where you just go in and grab and then you walk yeah. out uh, right. Yeah. And so you have like the Amazon this, like, Go store. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly, and, right. and that's like spreading out in, in Europe a lot right now. Like it's not just Amazon out there; it's, it's all over the place. And you get this like huge leap ahead in in, in technology, and, and and it went from being worse and worse and worse, like kind of ah, oh, this is frustrating, and annoying, and all of a sudden, oh, this is way easier. Well, plus. plus Look, change is hard. I mean, think think mm. about like the banking experience. Just last week, I had to go to a bank, a physical bank, uh, be because yeah. Long story short, is you <laughs> yeah. know, the, the 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 deposit amounts in personal checking versus business, and I had to do a personal deposit, and uh, it was too big of a check to to go in, uh, you know, for my daily thing. So I had to go to a branch. Yeah, and I go to the branch, and I'm like. I look at their hours, like they're never open. They're <laughs> no. open like three, four days a week. If that, you know, yeah, in, in yeah. The hours that are inconvenient, but I just needed the ATM, the physical ATM to, to mm. go and do that. But you know, when a lot of this change was underway where pe people were complaining about that personalized experience at the bank. Um, and look, you still have those, like if you want to go wire a large amount of money to, you know, to put down towards a house, for example, like you've got to right. go into, to a bank and, you know, things around that, but there's fewer people that are in there. There's less need to go in there. I mean, I was one of those that complained about some of that experience a few years back. It's now fantastic. Why yeah. would I ever go into a branch? No. Why would I ever write a check? But that's a different story. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that was mind blowing when, when I moved to the, to the US uh, 10 years ago. And I saw that I still had to, well, I still, because I hadn't gotten a check since I was five years old from my grandmother or something. Like, and I and I saw that I had to pay my rent with a check. Yep. <laughs> my head just imploded. Uh, luckily, yeah, that's not we, happening anymore. We were anymore. a bit slower. Yeah, we were slower <laughs> to 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 get there. But uh, yeah, I mean, hey, even even getting like the the chips, um, yeah. we were slower on smartphones. We were slower on a number of different things. So, uh, so now that you can have your bank card, you know, in your phone, you don't need to actually carry around the physical card. Right. Of course, you're relying on your battery of your phone, but you know, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, but it's so much easier now. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think, I think a big piece of all this is that, you know, something that's been, you know, historically people are resistant to change. And that's why change is hard and it takes time around so much of this, but it it's just a matter of uh, embracing the new 
and and seeing how it can save you time because so much of this it's like why why are you standing in line in a bank where you could do the same thing from your phone from home i mean a good example is the post office right like uh, why does that even still exist uh going back to denmark it's a smaller country and we're like uh more nimble when it comes to implementing these things the the national post office is pretty much not existing anymore it's uh i think i mean imagine it's it's a what 400 uh miles long country with five million people and it still takes you about a week to two weeks to mail a letter from one end to the other <laughs> of the same country and it costs you something about like i think it's 15 dollars or something just for a letter because wow. people don't do that anymore and and the reason right. really is about 15 20 years ago uh the government there started rolling out something called my id which is a digital id that every single person in denmark has uh, now and and even you know uh, retired uh, people over a hundred years old, they still understand how to do it now because they spent a lot of time, you know, training people and, and, and getting people converted. And with that, uh, your identity is really just tied to that. So anything that you do, and I'm talking about anything, not just government, uh, paying any bill or anything official that you need to, you would have signed in the past is done with this one online and all your letters, everything from the government, any, any, any vendor, any, you know, your, your utilities, all these things come into something called eBox, which is a, an, uh, uh, basically like an email inbox, but you know, uh, in a browser and, uh, as PDF files. So they're just delivered there. They have your, your social security number and they can, or, or name and address and all these things, but they can send it to you, uh, via that. So nothing is sent by mail except for, uh, packets. And yep. unfortunately, the, the National Post Office were not good at adapting to that because so, obviously that has become a thing. And that's what I was <laughs> going to say. So like the, the, I think that is the saving grace for for is because in the U.S. it's still because we are so spread out, especially in the West. Yeah. And people in Europe just like don't understand like the Mason-Dixon line. Eighty percent of the population in the U.S. is in the eastern half. Yeah, of, yeah. of the country and how open the West is where I was born and raised, you know, but. You know that that you know the, there's still a need for the post office because of the packages. Yeah, if and they can adapt. And and <laughs> and and because sometimes if you want it there fast, yeah, you've got uh, you know multiple pay services. Well, everything's paid, but you know other competing services, FedEx and mm -hmm. uh, UPS. Like, but if you don't care about that, you want to get it there as inexpensively as possible and take a little bit longer. The post office still has value there, so I'm still for a sure. believer and supporter in, in that. But yeah, and, and and that's 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 what I'm hoping that they they can adapt here because, and, and it seems like they are uh, because that's that's they felt doing that in Denmark. Uh, UPS, FedEx just came in and swooped it all up, and now there's no post post office. I mean, they they exist, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so hopefully, yeah. Well, there's so much. I, it, it, it's uh, you know one of the things. One question I get all the time. Um, you know, if, in the Microsoft ecosystem, being an MVP. And people always ask a variation of the question of like, how do you keep up with everything? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's my last question for you. Like, how do mm -hmm. you keep up? How do you consume? Like, what are your daily habits for keeping up in, in what's happening in tech? Um, I have raging ADD. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I actually didn't find out about that until a few years ago. But all of a sudden I found out, oh, well, there's actually a name for what it is. This thing happening in my brain is called. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I I'm, see it as, as a superpower. And, and the superpower being I'm really, really good at focusing on things that I'm interested in. Anything else than that, I will not get done. Uh, I'll find any excuse not to do it or, or you know, completely get distracted. Uh, but that's the nature of, of that uh, uh, diagnosis, right? Is uh, things I'm interested in, for example, uh, coding. Uh, I mean, I'm also a Microsoft guy, so .NET uh, and, and stuff. I can't stop reading about it. I, need, I, I will spend hours. So, uh, you know, I have small kids, uh, one and a half years old twins. Uh, so I, I work many, like long hours. I get to the office and here for 12 hours and I get home right before a bedtime, put them to bed. And then I sit on my laptop until, you know, two, three in the morning um, and sleep a, sleep a few hours before I'm getting up again. But those, those hours at night is where I, you know, do some work, but also that's where I really dive in and read. I mean, I will read documentation on, uh, on an entire API spec uh, and jump through it a whole night because I just have to know. Yeah. So that's really is it. it, I'm not, I'm not by any means, uh, uh, an expert in all fields. 
at all. I wouldn't say it, but but there are certain things where I'm really interested in that because of of how my brain is wired, I know pretty much everything about it uh, because I just have to. That's yeah. that's really it. Yeah. Hey, well, I I, uh, I suffer from the same malady, so I completely understand <laughs> that. But uh, that's why my wife says it's like why you can't understand that. It's like and yet you remember the minutia, the details of a 1982 band that nobody ever heard of out of Southern California. Yeah. Like, yep. Uh, yep. So we wow. we are passionate about and follow and know the details of the things that we are passionate about. So exactly. And, you know, like, like a, it's it's a lot in our industry that are like that. Uh, creative people um, in general have to some some degree uh, ADD. And, 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 and it's important for me to say ADD uh, because there's a big difference between ADHD and ADD. Uh, ADHD was something that existed when I was a kid. You know, that's, you just started hearing about it. It's the ones that can't uh, sit still and run backwards up the wall. And uh, I'm by no means like that. Uh, so I was just called lazy when I was a kid uh, because, uh, well, he's really smart and he got good grade, but only from the things that he's interested in. Uh, I think a lot of us have heard that and that actually has a name. And once you understand how to deal with that, and also my wife has, has spent a lot of time like trying to learn how to live with a person like that and, and you know, adapt because you can't change it, uh, but you can, you can understand it and that yeah. will make things easier. So. Yep. Uh, I would say that that is a, uh, uh, an ongoing thing that my wife is, uh, focused on. So bless mm -hmm. them for yeah. <laughs> taking on that endeavor. You're so. lucky. Yep, well, Peter, really, lucky. really appreciate your time. Thank you for, uh, for spending this hour with me and uh, for folks that want to find out more, what are the best ways to reach you? What are your preferred methods for people to uh, reach out? <laughs> um, well, so I'm, I'm available pretty much everywhere. Uh, I think uh, uh, LinkedIn is probably my business go-to, um, but petersroder.com has a little line of buttons in there. Uh, that's pretty much the only thing that's in there <laughs> uh, with, with links to everything and email address and all that. So petersroder.com is probably the best. Excellent. Well, Peter, mm -hmm. well, thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. That was fun. You've been listening to the Collab Talk podcast. New episodes are published on most Fridays, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and most other podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.